Hey, it's Kanzano. I appreciate you making this podcast part of your day. Make sure you subscribe if you want more and leave us some feedback. Away we go. Initialize sequence. Welcome to The Baldcast, a production of John Kanzano's Baldface Truth. Punched Audio still coming up, still ahead. Uh, Ross Dellinger, who wrote a terrific synopsis story for Yahoo Sports that posted last night, um, uh, gave a little interview where he talked about Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah possibly leaving the Pac-12 conference. Here's Dellinger. If, if you lose those three, you'll be down to six teams. And I, I kind of think there are probably three options for those six teams. You either reach down and pick two to four Mountain West teams and patch together a league. The problem with that is it's very expensive. Um, in, in exit fees alone, uh, Dan, it's $34 million per team from the Mountain West that they would owe the Mountain West. Uh, so there's a problem with that. Uh, the second the second option would be that, uh, you know, they each kind of these six teams kind of each go their own way. Maybe the door cracks open in the Big Ten or ACC for Washington and Oregon or Cal and Stanford. Maybe Oregon State and Washington State drop down to the Mountain West. It, it makes a little sense there. Uh, and then the third option, I think, is some kind of merger or, or partnership. Um, with those six or seven remaining teams with, say, the ACC. The ACC and the Pac-12 have long discussed some kind of partnership or merger in some way. So there are those possibilities. A lot of things on the table. Here to talk about Utah's role in it, Bill Riley, ESPN 700 in Salt Lake City, fresh off a conversation with Kyle Whittingham. What's the mood in Salt Lake, Bill? Uh, football mood's good, John. I, I've been in, in uh, the facility for the last hour talking to Cam Rising for our weekly conversation. Where's Utah going now? An hour ago, they were going to the Big 12 or staying put. Are they going to the, the, the Sun Belt? Are they headed to the Big 10? Where's Utah going this hour? My hope would be, and this is the purest and the traditional uh, you know, sports media person, my hope would be that this conference figures out a way to keep everybody or most everybody where they are. But I see Utah as one of those teams that, you know, yeah, they could go to the Big 12, but do they want to be in the same conference as BYU? You know, I guess if they had their druthers, they'd probably stay in the Pac-12 and, and make a load of money. Well, I, I was just – I was being a, a smart-ass there. I, I know. I, I, I would like to see the conference stay together uh, at San Diego State, stay at 10 for, you know, the next four or five years. I think Utah I would, would like to do that. My All my conversations with – President Taylor Randall and Mark Harlan and things they've expressed publicly is I think they'd like to see this conference stay together, too. Uh, the big question is, can it? Will it? Um, you know, because if one or two more dominoes fall, uh, the, the proverbial Jenga, the Jenga kind of kind of tumbles there. And Give me an so I, yeah. I, I think I think I think they want to stay, John. I do. But, you know, can they make it work financially? Is there another piece that we don't know about? None of us were in that meeting. We've gotten bits and pieces about what may have been presented and not presented. Um, so I, I just, at this point, I don't know. But I think everybody here in Salt Lake loves their the relationship with the Pac-12. But like everybody else in college football, they don't want stability just this year. They want it for the next four or five years. If Utah is left behind, how will that fill to the fan base, to the program, meaning left behind in the Pac-12 you know, uh, let's say the Big 12 just takes Arizona or takes the Arizona schools. Um, let's even say that the Big 10 grabs Washington and Oregon. 
Um, Utah, I view Utah as a tentpole university in the Pac-12 conference. And is there anxiety over that? Is there worry over it? Or is it one of those things that's out of the control of everybody? So it's just like, hey, whatever happens. Oh, I, I think there's anxiety and concern. I mean, most mostly with the fan base. I mean, I, you know, the football players, the athletes don't know and care. They're worried about that. Coaches, they don't they don't show you anything publicly. But among the fan base, there certainly is. Although I, I will say, I would be not much shocks me anymore. I'll just say I would be very surprised if somehow Utah was left behind and not in a bigger conference because. The football product is and has been very good to great for about the last seven or eight years, and there's no sense of it going anywhere. And that's what these conferences are looking for, things that drive the bus, which is football. So, you know, that hype, that, that's, is that a possibility? I, I think it's a long shot, but it would surprise me if, if the Big 12 or the Big 10 or somebody, a, a power-ish conference, didn't make a move for a Utah. The football season, you're talking to Kyle Whittingham, you're talking to Cam Rising and, you know, trying to uh, get a get a beat on what's going to happen this season. Utah's got a tough schedule, but yeah. uh, no one should count them out. How how does it look early on with Rising's injury, week one with Florida, all of that? Well, I just, like I said, I got done doing my, my weekly 45-minute chat with Cam. Everything is on course. He's out practicing. Now he's not able to do the quote-unquote team activities. Does that make sense? He's not doing the 11-on-11 stuff, but he's throwing to the receivers. He's out there. He's at practice. They're taking this very cautiously and very slow. Um, I think if you ask Cam, he'd be ready to go tomorrow. Uh, But the doctors aren't taking any chances because, you know, um, your season hinges on your starting quarterback. There's very few top-flight programs in the country they could lose Cam Rising. They could lose Bo Nix. They could lose Caleb Williams and not have a drop-off. They've got some good backup quarterbacks here. But if they want to three-peat as Pac-12 champions, they need a healthy Cam Rising. So they're, they're easing him back into it. Um, Whittingham met with us on Monday. Um, he kind of does a big once-or-twice-a-week deal. Today we talked to players. But Kyle was really upbeat. He had everybody in camp. Um, everybody that was hurt in the off season is out doing something. Some guys are back full strength on the defensive side of the ball, like Fillinger and and Ellis and guys like that. Keithy and and uh, and uh, and Rising are being eased back in, but they're either on or slightly ahead of schedule, and they're expected to play in the Florida game. So, you know, from a football standpoint, again, we're only three days in here, but everything's pretty good with Utah. Seventeen starters back. Um, you know, every, everything, the, the buzz is good from a football standpoint right now, John. The the hope with the Pac-12 conference is that it can somehow pull the Arizona schools in Utah as a voting block into the conference and get them enough revenue to stay in this cycle, a four- or five-year cycle. Do you believe that Utah wants to be in a block with the Arizona schools? Would it rather be off negotiating as a free agent by itself how do you see Utah's mindset? It's such a hard question because the decision makers aren't talking as much right now. It's hard to have ever since the media, the really since Pac-12 Media Day, it's kind of been radio silence. I, I think they want to do what's going to be ultimately best for the university. If their best path to security 
and staying a power five league is allying with the Arizona schools, then they'll probably do it. But as I said at the beginning, I think their, their, their plan A is that they get a revenue number that puts them in competition with the Big 12 and they can stay together. You and I have talked about this, John. If they can get that number right there at 31 or slightly above or slightly below, nobody necessarily wants to move and uproot. Colorado did, but I don't think the remaining nine schools do. And I think they'd like to stay put. You add San Diego State, you upgrade yourself athletically, and you've got 10. Now, is 10 going to be good for the next 10 or 15 years? Probably not. Can you survive at 10 for the next four to five years, especially with the playoff expanding? I think you can. And 10 might be a better number if you can stay together for playoff purposes. It's much easier to get in with 10 schools than it is with 14 or 16 schools. So I I think their druthers, again, are to stay put in the Pac-12. But, again, at the end of the day, all these schools, whether it's Rob Mullins at Oregon, Mark Harlan at Utah, whomever it might be around the league, you can be loyal to a point, but at some point in time, you've got to do what's best for your institution, too. The nostalgia, the tradition of the Pac-12 conference, important to me. I don't know if it's important to the decision makers, and that that kind of concerns me. Bill Riley, ESPN 700, Salt Lake City, is with us. Um, you know, the the view of how did they end up here was laid out by Ross Dillinger in that Yahoo Sports piece that uh, you know I played his comments earlier, and he kind of you know the misnegotiation, uh, the the leadership miscues, the strategic aggression that you know the big 12 did right and television's role as well in there who are people in utah blaming for this predicament well i think larry scott is the easy target as he has been for years and certainly he plays a role in it but the current predicament happened under george kleofkoff's watch but again as i say with professional sports too when people like to take shots at roger goodell and take shots at, at you know Gary Bettman or Rob Manfred. Commissioners work at the behest of owners in professional sports and in collegiate sports at the behest of presidents and CEOs. And so I think some of that responsibility has to go to that room too. John, a year ago, they could have driven a knife and a stake through the heart of the Big 12, but I think there's always been a little bit of arrogance in this conference about you know, well, those Midwest schools were a little bit better academically. Mm-hmm. We're a little bit, maybe a little bit more highfalutin. I don't know if we need Kansas. I don't know if we need, you know, Oklahoma State. I don't know if we need Baylor. Well, if you would have taken four of those schools a year ago, you wouldn't be in that prediction predicament now. And the Big 12 was on the ropes a year ago, and they found a way to punch their way off the ropes um, with wobbly knees and all. You, uh, the big the Pac-12's got the wobbly knees now, but unfortunately, John, there, there's not a lot of good options out there this year like there were a year ago. They've got to find a linear partner, a little bit more money. They've got to yep. pull the Arizona, Arizona State, Utah contingent back into the fold. It doesn't look to me, Bill, that the Big Ten Conference wants to be the bad guy here. So if you can pull at minimally Arizona State and Utah back into the Pac-12, get a number that makes everyone happy for four or five years, I think you live to play another day. I think um, if they don't, if they lose those three schools, I think everyone's running for the hills and the Big Ten's going to come in and say, hey, we got no problem rating now because we're not the bad guy. This conference was imploding anyway. Well, here's the other thing too, John. I mean, 
you've got to pay for it at some point in time. You know, there, you don't have the unlimited credit card. You know, if they really wanted the Oregon and Washingtons a while ago, they could have made that move. I don't think they necessarily do. But you know what you might be able to do if the conference falls apart? You might be able to get Oregon and Washington at half a media rights share. Mm-hmm. We're all making 70. Maybe we'll. you guys don't have anywhere else to go. How about if we give you 35 or 40 for the next couple of years, then we'll integrate you in. But you're right. I mean, if they can find the linear partner to go with the Apple and you can get that number at 30, 31, I think everybody would stay put for a little while. But I'm with you. I, I don't think the Big Ten is looking to expand. They can have these conversations all day long, and I'm sure they have, and they probably should. But at the end of the day, they've got 16 right now starting in 2024, and that's what it was negotiated in at. If you're going to add any more schools, you've got to go back to Fox and NBC and CBS and say, we need more money. And those, those network partners might not want to pony up $140 million a year for Washington and Oregon straight away. They might say, we're okay at 16 for now. Let's wait and see what happens. Bill Riley, ESPN 700. Hey, thank you for coming on. Um, is Do you get the sense that we'll get resolution 24 hours, 48 hours, 72 hours? Is this going to drag on for a couple weeks? I, oh, I, I don't think it could be a couple of weeks. I just think you've got itchy trigger fingers, people that are wanting to have answers. The Arizona schools, I think. Why Bob Robbins, you've had him on your show, the president of the university. I mean, he's been saying for months, I want to see the deal. I want to see the deal. Well, he's seen the deal now. Now, I, I think they're not going to be those those places aren't going to give you weeks now. I, I would be surprised if if it's not forty eight to seventy two hours, maybe by the end of the week. Mm-hmm. That it's sounds kinda... like a timeline that might be on par for me. Twenty four, forty eight, maybe by Friday sometime. Yeah, I appreciate it. That's about what I'm thinking. Bill Riley, thank you, my friend. Good luck to you. Thanks, John. There he is, ESPN 700, Salt Lake City. Uh, interesting to get their viewpoint. I want to, uh, on tomorrow's show, maybe go to Arizona State, go to Tempe, go to Arizona, go to Tucson, take the temperature there. What are they thinking? What's on their mind? How eager are they? Um, if you did not listen early in the show, we had Dan Wetzel on who uh, broke the story of the Big Ten Conference doing some exploratory stuff with Oregon, Washington, Stanford, and Cal. Sounds to me, looks to me, that the Big Ten does not want to be the bad guy. That if, hey, if the conference implodes, we'll take some schools, maybe two, maybe four. If it doesn't implode, I think the Big Ten's going to sit back and sit this out. And, you know, if you're somebody who is rooting for the Pac-12 Conference to survive this, live to play another day, uh, get a four- or five-year window, uh, a reprieve, so to speak. Maybe let the streaming market, the linear television market, settle down and then see what's there. If you're somebody who lives in that space, um, and by the way, like if you're an Oregon fan or a Washington fan and you want to know how a move to the Big Ten is going to work out, I actually think watching UCLA go through it for a couple years would be better than trying to go, okay, we're going to do it ourselves as an experiment. I don't know. I'm just spitballing here. But in order for it to work... Arizona State and Utah need to stay in the Pac-12 conference. You need to have at least eight. Then you add a San Diego State, you add an SMU. I am told that the $34 million that the Mountain West Conference is asking for is negotiable. I reached out to several presidents in the Mountain West Conference who told me, hey, yes, these things are negotiable. And, you know, again, the prevailing thought is nobody in college, in the college world, wants to sue anybody. They, there could be some things worked out. 
to get San Diego State into the Pac-12 in time for the 2024 season. I don't think the Mountain West is going to make it easy. But they're going to want to. They're going to want to get paid, but I don't think they'll pay a full 34 million dollars if they don't want to be in that conference. Coming up, some punch it audio, best sound from all around. We'll play it next. Get a podcast to this show by. Uh, Finding it anywhere you find a podcast, for crying out loud. Do I have to say that? Like, where do you find the podcast? Google it. Gonzano Podcast, Bald Face Truth Radio Show. Go to 750thegame.com. You can get the podcast of the show as well. If you want to read me now, you can read me exclusively at johnconzano.com. You want to know what I think? I'm writing it there on a daily basis. You get it delivered to your email inbox in real time. It shows up the minute I hit post. You don't have to go looking for it. A lot of people have told me they love the ability to find it right there waiting for them. In the meantime, we're going to play some punch audio. Florida State's president speaking out. The ACC's got its own problems. Pac-12's not alone. University presidents and trustees speaking in Tallahassee. Plus, Steve Kerr on how he plans to integrate Chris Paul into the Warriors rotation. And uh, we got Andrew Marchant talking about the potential Pac-12 Apple deal. Is there another piece to it? Let's go. We interrupt this broadcast with a special announcement from the Bald Fish Truth Headquarters. Hey, we're all about truth, justice, and the American way here, okay? Which is why we've spanned the globe and pulled the top audio cuts of the day. You're going to hear little snippets of sound. Hey, it's time for Punch It Audio. Presented by First Call Heating and Cooling. Well, the ACC is stuck in its media rights deal with ESPN until 2036. Yes, they have a a deal with the CW to get some additional games, some distribution, but it's not a great deal by today's standards. Long-term deal. President at Florida State, Richard McCullough, talking about the ACC. He does not sound happy. Punch it. We, of course, are not uh, satisfied with our current situation. Uh, We love the ACC. Uh, We love our partners at ESPN. Uh, we, uh, <clears throat> our goal would be to continue to stay in the ACC, but staying in the ACC under the con- the, the current situation uh, uh, is is hard for uh, us to figure out how we remain competitive unless there were a major change in the revenue distribution within the conference, in the ACC conference itself. Florida State wants more money. Problem is the ACC signed a 20-year deal with ESPN in 2016. It runs through 2036, pays about $240 million annually, divided up between each of the 14 schools. It's not a great deal by today's standards. The ACC knows it could do better. Florida State's trustees met. Drew Weatherford is a trustee there in Tallahassee. He did not sound happy either. Punch it. It's not a matter of if we leave. In my opinion, it's a matter of how and when we leave. How and when. Florida State, those are fighting words. Drew Weatherford talking about it. Um, Look, the grant of rights is ironclad. Florida State's football games belong to the ACC. They can go off and try to play elsewhere, but the ACC's got the broadcast rights. They're threatening to leave, though, Florida State is. There's going to be some realignment, choppy waters here for the coming days and weeks and maybe months between the Pac-12, the Big 12, the Big 10, the SEC, the ACC, 
It's going to be wild. You've got, you know, a group of five conferences like the Mountain West all watching it going, okay, wait a minute, where do we fit into this? Um, I don't like where it is. I don't like the uncertainty. I don't like that it feels like professional sports. But uh, I'm a bit of a throwback. I digress. Andrew Marshawn, media reporter for the New York Post, talking about the potential Pac-12 Apple deal. How much does Marshawn know? Punch it. If Apple's goal is to sell subscriptions globally, right? They don't really, they don't seem to be that interested in production. They're interested in selling subscriptions globally. That is a good, if it was like, I, I've said this before, if it was an even playing field, everyone is at zero right now, I would bet on Apple. They have the most money. That plan does make sense when you sell subscriptions globally, especially if you're already able to get the major sports. The problem is these deals don't come up that often. And when you do, you're not guaranteed getting them. ESPN has the best sports portfolio of anyone uh, in terms of tonnage, in terms of major events. Uh, you know, There's others that, the others, Fox and NBC and CBS, they all have a lot of great marquee events and have great portfolios and Turner Sports. You can't forget about them. They're always kind of underrated with this stuff. They also do. But ESPN has the most and the best. That, to me, is why that works. Like, if you want to sell global subscriptions, ESPN makes a lot of sense if you're trying to sell sports in that regard because they're the leader and they're, they have the most stuff. ESPN if the Pac-12 is going to pull it together, has to be part of that package. Uh, meanwhile, the Arizona Regents, the Board of Regents, has announced a meeting for tomorrow night, Thursday night, on the agenda, 6.05 p.m. The board will convene an executive session for a couple of items, including possible legal advice and discussion regarding university athletics. We'll try to find out in the next 24 hours what that meeting's going to be about. Finally, Steve Kerr wants to integrate Chris Paul into his lineup. Uh, well, we, we met in Vegas. Um, I watched Steph and Chris work out together. Um, we've talked about our team. One of the things I told Chris was we have to be more uh, controlled this year. Last year, we were number 29 in the league in turnovers. In, in other words, second worst in the league. But we had the, the fastest pace in the league. That's not a great combination. That's wild. And one of the things I love about Chris is that he controls games. and That's it. That's what they're looking for. They're looking for a guy that they can use situationally, I guess. We interrupt this broadcast with a special announcement from the Bald Face hey, Sorry Truth to interrupt the podcast, but if you want to listen to more of the Bald Face Truth Radio Show, including more of this segment that you're listening to, make sure you subscribe on SoundCloud and iTunes to the Bald Face Truth Radio Show. Thanks for listening.